This is Daniel Riley, and you are watching the Three Count Podcast. Well, by now, you already know this is something different, especially when you get this kind of an intro, because let's be real, I have the big elaborate intro for Now Into the Ring, and this is Now Into the Ring 201, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which I like to think I am, and after our, you know, for this show, right, our 20 and something episode, you would just say with me, right, I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at Orochi. You can find this man at Pro Wrestling R. You can find this man at Quarantine, Kaiju Pro Wrestling, IWA, NAW, TCW. He is the CEO of the throne. He is also number 262 on the Hispanic Latino wrestlers. Because, you know, your boy right here at 199. But he is the one, the only, the glorious Daniel Riley. Wow, what an intro, man. Thank you for having me, man. Really Yo, happy to I'm be mad, here. I'm mad excited because, like, we've had we've had the throne on, right? And so I wanted to, to bring you back because I wanted to have full-on conversations with you because uh, you and I, like, we always have, like, like, the best conversations, like, just backstage at wrestling shows. Yeah, and Definitely. When I ran into you at HWT in uh, Jersey, it was like, oh, I, was, I got like so hyped because it was like, oh, shit, I haven't seen him in so long. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I didn't know you were going to be there, bro. So when I saw that you were there, I was like, oh, my God, my boy. <laughs> you know, and, and, and nah, it's always good to see people you haven't seen in a while at shows, you know. And I, I think before that, we had seen each other at 1CW. And, you know, before that, I think we had met in person. So, you know, but yeah. we had spoken. So I was like, all right, man, go. Get the music, guys. Well, my fire alarm is going off. My bad, ladies and gentlemen. This that is because destroy we... this podcast on three count history. I was like, that's because <laughs> we bring the heat. That's what we do around here. <laughs> you definitely do, man. You guys definitely do. And you guys got a lot of. You guys have had a lot of cool guests. Uh, I, I do keep track of everything you guys do, especially after we were on the last one, which was like over a year ago. So yeah. you, you've really been doing it up, man really happy to be back on this podcast you know so like I, I got said before man thank you for having me it's really cool to be here hell yeah it's funny though because like while like while we've announced this so this episode is going to come out after our 300th episode and the one thing about it is i i made it no secret on our sunday show uh we are not doing another 100 episode year because that is a lot of stress to like get as many people as you can to come on the show and you're asking like I think I sent out at least at least 400 messages and just kept like tracking people and like asking and getting people to come and like, you know, I'm just like, you know what, like maybe next 60, 60 episodes may be the mark. <laughs> Listen, you got 300 episodes, man. Most places, most podcasts don't even make it. So that's incredible. So I'm, I'll be 301, 302, whatever it is. Um, and I'm honored to be one of those. Yeah, well, I mean, because you for all your work, man. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Well, actually, so you yourself, man, because this is a different type of show, right? So, you know, I tell everybody that I treat the show like the Joe Rogan experience. But what's cool about this show is that, like, 
we get to talk about like more in depth things because with now entering 201, I mean, you're our 20th guest for that show. Like that's number 20. And uh, what's cool about it is like, it's, it's one of those things. Cause you know, like, and you probably run into this a lot, right? Like other wrestlers coming up to you and be like, Hey man, like I'm in my second or my third year. And I really not know, I, I don't know where to go from here or what to do. And so like, what I love about this show is this, especially this kind of show is that I get to go back to veteran people who I had so much fun on the interviews with and just talk to them and pick their brain a little bit more. And that's why I was like, yo, I, of course I'm going to bring you Daniel on. That's because we have so much fun talking. I was like, why not just come back and be like, Hey, what would, if someone came to you, right. And was like, Hey man, this is, I'm going into my third year of wrestling. What, what should I expect? Like, what would you tell them? Um, well, I, I would tell them to expect nothing because that's, you know, wrestling is very much of like, you get what you put into it, you know, it's never, nothing's ever guaranteed. You can have a match today and this could be your last match because you got a career ending injury, you know? So most importantly, always remember like why you're, you know, have fun doing what you're doing while you're doing it. But also remember that this is work because mm. at the end of the day, this is a job. And that's what we're here for. We're here to provide entertainment for the fans that pay their hard-earned money to come watch us. Whether you're, whether you're a good guy, bad guy, you know, just make sure you're putting 110% each and every single time you perform. You know, no matter if there's five people or 500. Uh, and yeah. just have fun while you're doing it because you never know when your last match is. See, and that's what I love about, like, I love about performing. Whether there's, like, five to 15 to you know 350 fans that are in a crowd just like rattly cheering it's just you you want to treat every moment so intimate because you want people to get drawn into to who you are and if you make people yeah. feel like you're drawn in even if it's one or two people and usually that's all not, not that i'm trying to divulge a secret right it's usually that's what it is you get one person or a second person to kind of get involved with your character a little bit and like and the rest of the people follow yeah I, I noticed that. All it takes is one, at, man. All it takes is one. I noticed that. So I was at a, I was at SWA, right? And uh, TJ Sykes and I were kind of talking back and forth. But um, it was in this match, and I just came out, and I just heard this guy. I And you hear everybody cheering you, like, red dog, red dog, right? right. And then I hear the one guy. It's the only one guy. He's like, I don't like this guy at all. And, like, <laughs> so I turned and looked at him, and I was like, He's like, at least he's not wearing that stupid vest. And I was like, you missed the vest, don't you? So I got out the crowd, or I got out the ring, jumped down, sat right next to him, took his soda and his chips. And I was sitting here and I just made it look like I was like, hey, so you enjoying the show? And he's like, well, I was until you came. And I was like, right, right, right. <laughs> like, I think I sometimes, I, I was like, I think I sometimes I'll be here. Yeah, I was like, I think I sometimes I'll be your favorite wrestler. I don't know when that's going to be. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? And I gave back his drink and stuff. I got back in the ring and started working. And uh, I hit this grenade spot. It's something I, I created and uh, uh, with the help of Dave Dahl. You know, Dave, you get your love. Uh, but I hit this course, grenade spot and uh, I hear the guy in the outside. I go, all right, he won me over. <laughs> so that was you see, and then that, that, that's all it is, man. Uh, I, I've had matches where, you know, come out on YouTube and comments go, I don't know why this guy's in the ring. This guy sucks. You know, he's drizzling. And and then I'll go and do another show. And maybe six months, eight months later, the same guy is commenting, man, I didn't like that, but you really won me over. You know? And it's just all changing things and adapting to, you know, what the fans like. Yeah. Stuff too. You know, you can't 
do the same thing in 2022 that you were doing in 2015. Not, it's not going to go for it. You, know, you got to change it up. That's why I, I think Chris Jericho is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Because look at how many times he changed his persona while just keeping his, not the same moveset, but he's kept the same signature moves. Like when he hits the, when yeah. he hits the, the, the walls of Jericho, you know it's over. Or it's, it, may, it might be over, but you know it's coming to an end soon. You know? So, you know, a guy like that who always changes everything up, you're like, man, I need to do the same thing, you know? And there's always certain moves that he's always like hitting that you just know are, are coming along, right? Like uh, the lion salt, right? You know yep. that's coming. You know the walls of Jericho. You know, uh, well, now, like, you know the code breaker. That's definitely yep. another one that everybody knows. And then, of course, like now, like the Judas elbow, right? The Judas effect. The Judas effect. effect. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, like those signature moves. You see them all the time and you're just like, oh, yeah. Or like the other one that a lot of people don't really talk about is the drop kick, like, you know, from the second rope. Yep. It hits to guys on the outside to send them While out. He's like, in the apron, yeah. And so it's like the guys. he does a lot. Basically, like a horse holler. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. It's and that's all it is. I, I'm me right now personally. Um, as far as a tag team perspective goes, we're still finding our niche. You know, so we have our basically our like three moves of doom that you know you're probably gonna see in this match. You know. And it's two combination tag team moves and our tag team finisher. We hit that, it's over because we, no one's ever kicked out of it. So, you know, it's just that diversifying our moveset and then getting that moveset over with the crowd. It's also like letting everyone know, hey, when you see this, you know it's time. So that, that's, that's what like, it's. It's so unique watching tag teams like do their thing, right? Because like, I'm not like, I don't say I'm not a tag team guy, but I'm still learning the ropes of like tag team. But watching like pure ignorance do their thing, right? They're always like, it was funny. So like we drive a lot of places together. So like I'll hear Chaz like quiz Prince in the back of the car and he'll ask him the names of their moves and they're gonna like, they start firing off at each other, right? And now that they have Noah, right? He's in the car too. And I hear Noah, like they're asking moves like, hey, what are we gonna do if we do this? What's this move? What's this called? What's that called? What's, what's gonna happen with this? And it's it's just funny watching them go through like scenarios where they're like talking about how certain things might go down in a match. And I'm like, damn, dude, like I'm over here driving and just listening along and I'm just kind of like absorbing everything as they're talking about it. And it's like, I don't know, it's hype because yeah. I'm like, yo, dude, I love like I love working with those guys so much and like they're really getting in a ring and stuff. We've gotten to work with them only once, and that was uh, probably two years ago when they were still green green and breaking in and we were still trying to find our niche and we had another tag team partner at the time and i just feel like now if we had this rematch it would be a lot better because we've come such a long way in two years no all of us as performers we've come such a long way i mean it's it's insane like those guys are doing their thing i i watch them a lot and I know we always joke around, like, yo, you don't want the smoke, yo, it's duffing season, this, but, you know, I I, res- I really respect those two as a tag team, and, and adding that third member in has done nothing but one thing for them, because he's also very talented. So, yeah. riding around with them, and you, you get to absorb, you're doing basically what we all do, you know, you take those drives, and you absorb knowledge as you go, you know. I, I've taken drives with so many different types of people, and I've just observed how they are, their mannerisms, and I've gotten to absorb so much knowledge, 
and learn so many different things. And I just apply that to what we do and how we carry ourselves. That's pretty much it. You know, like it's probably the only time you're going to catch me without a suit unless I'm in the ring, you know, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it's wild too, because like we, we ran this storyline at one CW, right. It was, pure ignorance in myself right and we called ourselves ignorant dogs and that shit is hilarious like just the thought ignorant that dogs ignorant dogs tag team name. i love that that's a great tag team name you so we have our do that more often yeah you know it'll, it'll be a thing people will start seeing it you know, don't worry it's coming to a place near you uh but listen, it's just i got, funny I got five like, members of the throne brother uh listen let's do it bro Let's and, do it. And we can, always, one. we can always, yeah, we can always add another one. I know somebody. Oh else. yeah, I know somebody Definitely. else who's out there. <laughs> let's, y'all, let's do it, bro. Let's do it. A lot of the Maryland wrestlers are coming down here and are, are coming up here, and then you guys are making it happen. So, you know, it's always great to get in the ring and mix it up with all different types of people. You guys are hell yeah, one of the ones that I want to wrestle. Come 2023, I mean anywhere. I, as long as the crowd is good, I'm good. If Sean Hardy wants to book it, you know. Hey, Sean, here's your plug. Man. Book there, you <laughs> CW, <laughs> there you go. One CW. There you go. One CW. It's one of my favorite places that I've wrestled at in the last couple of years. Sean Hardy is definitely one of the best promoters I've ever worked with. So, yeah, he's definitely a lot of fun to be around and stuff like that. And then when you tagged me up on your uh, your Facebook post about people you want to work, I was like, oh. I made somebody's list. <laughs> Cause like, I've been like, I've been, so like last year I shot big. Right. And there was a bunch of people that I wanted to work and, you know, I got to work TJ Sykes not once, but twice uh, this last year. And I was, that was my number one wrestler. So I was hyped when I got to work with him and then my other super talented. And then I wanted to work Andino at least once. And I didn't work him once. I worked him three times and I was like, Hey, yo, that's crazy. I was like, of these, these top names that I was like picking out. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes that are still on my list. Like, you know, you have your rematch guy too. I have my rematch guy. Like, Darius Carter. I know you're dream there. Match. I know you dream match. Yeah. Bro. I'm trying that to get my, I'm trying to get my, my run back. <laughs> the definition of I don't know how he's not signed somewhere because he is the epitome of what wrestling should be today. He is that good he doesn't need to do a thousand dives all he needs to do is get you at the right place at the right time he always gets a reaction that guy is who other people should aspire to he's the type of wrestler i aspire to be and that's why for yeah. me, he's, i love Carter. yeah i study a lot of his his work and I, I watch back and like i know like where to plug in some stuff it was funny because like i recently ran into him at fight um in dc and the one thing I, I I was like, hey man, can you watch my match from, with me or for me? You know, I'm he he thought I wanted him to tape it, and I was like, no 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 no, I want you to watch my match. I was like, because like, I just I I know you are the person I've been like trying to like get back to for a while, and so he watched my match, um, and he was like, you know, because hey, let's not let's not play the f- field, right? Red Dog is a comedy character that is very much like serious when he needs to be, as far as like the things that he does. Um, but it was like, it was cool to be able to come back to him. And he was like, hey, man, he's like, you know, I can kind of see that you're into the Gaga kind of things. But he's like, you have come so far from where you were that first time I worked you. And it was, that was two years. He was my second pro match ever. And I was working with Darius Carter and uh, Ron Holiday. And I was like, I was like, what, what, where am I? What world is this that this has happened? <laughs> Right. I mean, getting to work a guy like that, he's 
I, I, and I completely understand. My second match, I got to work uh, House of Glory guys, um, uh, like Alex Mason. I got to work Evander James. Um, mm. And I got to work Mark Twain. So I'm just like, oh, shit, I'm so intimidated right now. Like, wow. <laughs> like, hold up. I'm about to work who? Oh, man. And they're like, just shut up and listen, man. And, and, it, and it went well for me because of that. And you know those three guys, they took care of me. Everybody took care of me, and, and we had a we had a good match, especially for what it was, especially for who I was at the time. You know, and I didn't really know anything, but you know they helped me look a lot better than I was. And I'm so grateful for those three guys. It's it's funny too because like uh, you you re- you run to these guys who are there, and they're always like super super chill super super nice right and they're always like hey man if you and it's it's one thing that i think a lot of people kind of have to you still there oh having problems here <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm using my phone to do this because uh i forgot that i could use my laptop to do it and i just got a phone call so i apologize for that don't worry. I, I tried uh, to tell everybody I'm doing a podcast today, so do not call me from this time to this time. Yeah, it just, <laughs> just, just didn't get over. Sorry about that. Don't worry about it. So uh, we'll here we'll pick this up at uh, three, two, one. Yeah. So it's 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 something that that you you just mentioned, right? Where it's like they told you, hey, just listen and just kind of follow through, follow the instructions, and, and we'll take care of you. It's one of those things that like I think a lot of people need to still remember that. You know, even for myself, right? Like, I know I'm, I'm going into my third year. And the one thing that I remember, like, always constantly telling myself is that AO. Uh, and it was it was a big inside joke with Black Magic, right? So uh, it was Black Magic and uh, Kenneth O'Connor, uh, O'Conley, and then uh, myself and New Element, which was TJ Sykes and his tag partner at the time, right? And so we were all working this match. And I said, well, I'm the greenest dude here. Uh, so I'm just going to shut up and let you guys do your thing. And I'm just going to listen. And Mason Walls goes, uh, no, you're really not the greenest dude here. You got some responsibilities, and we're going to put them on you. So you might as well just listen to the rest of this match. I was like, bet, I'm involved. <laughs> so, like, but it was, like, a, an awakening thing because then afterwards he was like, listen, like, you've been around in a lot more places than two other people in this match. He's like, so you are doing all the right moves. And I was like, bro, I appreciate that. But it was like, yeah, I had to, I had to. Years in the business, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wrestled guys, like, oh, I wrestled guys, man, that are 17, 18 years in the business, but they've only wrestled in two or three places. So it's like, oh right. man, you guys don't have the diversity factor of experience. So I, I guess I would be the guy calling them out. When I realized that that <laughs> responsibility started falling on me, I'm like, oh, man, crap. Everything has to make sense or it's going to fall on me now. Damn it. <laughs> you know, I, I, luckily, I'm a stickler for psychology and things making sense. So when mm-hmm. I'm in a match, I, I don't like to do things that don't make sense. And when I do, I go to, I go to guys in the locker room and do it a lot longer. I have feedback. I literally just sit down and listen to what they have to say. And I apply that for the future. And when I watch the match back, I'm like, oh, oh man, this, this sucks. Why did I do this? Or why did they do this? Why did I call this? Or, you know, whatever. But it, it, it happens. It's a part of our business. We learn and we grow as we go. So the day you stop learning is the day you die, right? Right. Well, it's one of those things, too, because, like, I find myself in positions every once in a while where it's like, I have to be, like, the veteran. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm not even, like, set for that yet. <laughs> and, like, 
I like people are like, hey, what do you like to do? What we're gonna do this and this. <laughs> like I had someone like try to call an entire match to me, and I was like, and they're like, yo, I'm gonna hit a moonsault, and I was like, no, no, you're not, not at all, <laughs> not in this lifetime are you hitting a moonsault. And like I wasn't trying to be rude, but it was like I was like psychologically, I was like, it doesn't make sense. It's like you're the biggest guy in this match, and you're doing a moonsault. Like nah, bro, exactly. you are just exactly. You are the terrorite. This is a David and Goliath story. It's the easiest story to tell. Like, you know, it's two little guys trying to beat up the big guy, and the big guy can absorb a lot more punishment. I was like, why would you be doing a moonsault? That doesn't make sense. And he's like, I'm going to do a standing one. I was like, no, 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 no. You're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. And so it's if like. It, if it doesn't make sense, <laughs> why are we doing it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've, I've called spots with uh, people, and is literally the simplest thing that has gotten over. You know, um. Actually, I did a Kaiju Pro Wrestling, and this was back when they were doing their shows in Old Bridge. And the crowd wasn't so receptive to everything that people were doing that night. I, I'm not sure exactly what it was, if it's sound or if it's it wasn't a wrestling crowd. I, I wasn't really sure. But there was one girl and in a battle royal that we were supposed to win. And I'm like, all right, listen, before we win this, let's make sure that I want to do something that's going to get over. So I called it to her and I'm like, all right, um... I'm gonna do the 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 generic old guy versus female, except guy doesn't put hands on female. Guy is uh, you know, cocky and arrogant. Like, hey, you're a beautiful woman. Get out the ring, though. You're not. You know, this isn't your world. This is our world, kind of thing. And she turns around, and starts beating the holy crap out of me. And the minute she did a Luthas press and started pounding on me, it got super over. Like, the crowd was so receptive to that. And we were when we were done, she was like, I can't believe how over that got. And I was like, I can't either. <laughs> I figured it'd get over. I didn't think it was going to make the crowd pop the way it did. You know? So it was like one of those where I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I think I'm in the position where I, I, I'm calling the right kind of things right now. So that's, it, it's a good thing because I, it means that I've grown as time has gone by, but it also means that I know what's getting over right now. At least with whatever crowd, I'm learning how to listen to what the fans are saying. And if they're quiet, I need to make them yeah see that's a, that's that's a that's a thing that i guys just sit back now like and i listen to like a lot of the other veterans as they're like calling their matches or even when i'm with them and they're calling matches to me and i just like to sit back and listen and then like i like to watch them like while i'm in the ring working i like to watch them right because they're like obviously doing stuff that's like you know like maybe they got me in, in a rest hold right and all they're doing is just waiting right that's all they're doing and it, and they're listening and I, I, I'm like, me, I'm like, oh, we got, we got to get to the next place. But the other person is just like, no, nah, we're going to sit right here for a second. Just chill hey, out. Chill out. Relax, just brother. chill Yo, out before man. I you tighten this down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I locked up with someone one time and it was a little bit rough. And the guy was like, Joe, man, chill. We're, we just got started, man. Relax. Why are you so tense? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm trying to make this look good. And he's like, well, chill out. Just take this real quick. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and he's like telling me, like, you smell really, yeah, you smell really nice. And I'm like, are we really having this entire conversation <laughs> while you have me on the headlock? I guess so. <laughs> like, wow. And, and then I watched the video back and I'm like, you can't hear anything. Damn. Right. I, it was one of those experiences. The the one that got me, uh, I got Dave Dahl to pop in the match. Actually, you were at the match. Uh, so we were doing the the Kings of the Post match, right? Kings of the Ring match. And uh, Dave Dahl was getting pinned, right? And I got hit with a chicken in the back. And so I grabbed this I grabbed this rooster, right? 
and I look at it and I look at Dave and I put my hand on Dave's chest and I look at the ref and the ref looks at me and I look back at the chicken. I was like, hey, yo, ref, hold my cock. And I watched, <laughs> I watched Dave Dahl go, you're an asshole. And he just was turns it that and same, like. Was it that same yellow rubber chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I, got that, I got that same chicken thrown at me in the ring while I was working with uh, Casey against uh, the Renos. <laughs> and a, uh, a you suck cock chant broke out. And I'm like, damn, I know we're heels, but oh my God. <laughs> we're gonna get hit up for the we're gonna get hit up for the pride booking. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, I remember I was at that match. Um you did a really good job in that match. That's the first time I had seen you perform in a while in he's a lot. And now you're telling me you're on your third year. That means you were on your second year. Yeah, I was in my second year. Place. So, bro, you're doing you're doing great because a lot of people don't do those things in their third year. I, third year, I was in business. I think I was wrestling the same for the same company once a month. I was barely out there. So. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I, you know, when you get so because like my trainer is like very adamant about like getting his students on the on the floor, but he's like it's the ones that are like putting into work, right. That are trying to get out there. Like I I'm very fortunate to have a trainer who was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this new, and if that's how he said it, I'm going to go to this new company in New Jersey. Uh, they're going to wrestle at a church. Do you want to come with and, and, and work? And I was, or possibly work. And I was like, yeah, why not? And he's like, all right, cool. So then, you know, he sends the message and the next thing you know, I get hit back and they're like, Oh, we just found that you're a veteran. This is a veteran. This is for the veterans. Let's, let's bring you on the show. And I was like, all right, bet. So then like, me and uh, me and Morgan, right? We were having uh, our great conversation uh, behind the scenes and stuff. And then, like, you know, next thing I know, it's like she was like, "We want to have you come back." And then, you know, I haven't been back to HWT since I I had a I had a, a booking at One CW. I was already booked to be there, mm-hmm. and I was like, I uh, I was like, I want to be there, but I have to be here first. And I, I already accepted the booking here. Yeah, and I'm very like, yeah, I'm very adamant about that. Like, I don't. I know a lot of people like to do the double bookings, but I'm one of those people that's like, you know, like if I already committed to a date, like I'm on that date. Like I'm not trying to go somewhere else unless like, yeah. unless it's like a huge opportunity. Like that's the other part too. Like I can't be like, Hey, let me go to a company, right. Where they're like, we may have something for you, uh, but just come show up and we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you somewhere or B company goes, Hey, we want to put you in the title picture for your debut or a nice yeah. storyline or whatever. Yeah. 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 I've done a lot of double shots. So uh, Casey and I have had bookings where it's like literally we're match number three and now we have to hit up the other promotion. Like, hey, so we're match number three here and then it's going to take us like 45 minutes to an hour to get there. And they'll literally, I mean, they've they've been nice enough to be like, all right, well, we're going to put you close to Co-Main so you have time to get here. And I like, we'll literally have to leave with our gear on and just show up to the other place because we don't have time to take it off and put it back on. So we were literally <laughs> strapping just to get down there in time. And the last time we did that, we literally got there with like seven, eight minutes to spare. And they're like, all right, what are we doing? Uh, I'm trying to call them as we're on our way. All right, listen, let's call this. Let, let's call this on the phone right now, man, because we don't got time to call it when we get there. And. We we probably called like one spot. <laughs> it's like yeah. all right, you know what? We're gonna just call in the ring, call in the ring. Forget it. I feel like that's the thing that happens a lot too. Is that like 
Yeah, and I feel like that's a, that's a thing that happens, like, whenever there is a double booking or, like, maybe you're, you're just fresh with somebody, right? You haven't really met them that much, and you just pop in, and you're just like, all right, well, you know, this is – because, like, I've always been told, like, you know, call the beginning, you know, call the ending, and then everything else, you just just call it in the ring. The beginning, a comeback, and then that's pretty much what I call everything else. Is, we call it as we go. You know, I, I, I don't have to call that heat makes to sense. you, and you don't got to call it. You don't got to call heat to me either. You know, we we don't need to do any of that. We can literally work it as we go. Like, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna hit you with a leg drop, and then once you kick out, I'm gonna hit you with a suplex. Like, no, no, no. We just call it in there because if the crowd's not feeling it, we're gonna change it anyways. So it's just too much <laughs> yeah. to remember, man. I, it's too much to remember. Mm. I'm not an actor. I can't do that. I, we'll call the beginning. All right? If there's a hope spot, it's easy to call. You know, you, you've you been doing it long enough or you know it's easier. You know? If I know you don't have that much yep. experience, and we'll call the most generic stuff we can. Yo, crossbody. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crossbody, like, uh... and I'll call Casey. Yo, come cut him off. Like, you know, yeah. thank God my gimmick allows me to do that because I'm like, I can just snap my finger and have him come in because that's our gimmick does that anyways. So thank God for that because if not, I'd be so screwed. <laughs> but well, I think for me, it's like one of those things where I get to like, uh, I get to be kind of unorthodox as far as like, because you know, like another like a couple unwritten rules, like something I was just learning as I was picking it up, you know, last year was like one thing is like, you know, like a champion or like the person like the the baby face doesn't leave the ring right and the i had a spot with tj where like because you know red dog had the gun spot for the longest time and a lot of people know what i'm talking about that gun spot uh, was great, man. but tj caught the bullet and then like he ate it and like i left the <laughs> ring i sat in the crowd and i was like did he really just eat the bullet <laughs> so like but I know a couple other people that were like, they didn't like that, that a couple other workers didn't like that I had left a ring. And I was like, well, yeah, but my character breaks these rules anyway. I was like, so we just did And the crowd got into it because they were laughing. They thought it was funny. And then, like, as the match progressed, like, they, they still bought into it. So it was cool. But then, like, you know, I told TJ, I was like, I changed that spot up. The next time I wrestled him, I was like, I changed the spot up. It's a whole bunch of differentness. And uh, so he's like, all right, well, let me see what it's like. And then we hit that spot. And he was like, as I hit uh, the Miz DDT, he was like, bro, that's so much better than it was last time. <laughs> and if TJ's telling you that, then, then that means a lot. Because, you know, he's, uh, he's like a stickler for perfection up to the, to the ring. I've been fortunate enough to be ringside for his matches. We were all teaming up together and just watch how he works. I'm like, I He's another one that would always be on my list. I don't even have to put him on my list. He's always going to be on it. Even, even if I get to wrestle him, he's still going to be on it because I want to do it again. So Yeah. He's mega talented. It's fun, too, because, like, we've worked twice. Uh, I got one win. Yeah, TJ, I did. Uh, he did get his win, right? That did happen. Uh, and of then we actually – and then randomly we got thrown in a tag team together. So like TJ was like elated, and so like I was like, I was excited too because I was like, oh, I get to work the person I've been trying to work all year, but now I get him as a tag partner. I was like, oh, this is great, and like we've been like filming these little skits and stuff 
bro, mm. this shit is gonna be, it's gonna be, um, chef's, it's gonna be one of those things where people will be like, I don't know why they put these two together. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never faced uh, TJ, but we have teamed up. We met at uh, WXWC4, and mm-hmm. you know he has his, he has his entire gimmick, and, you know his Prince gimmick, and when they saw that we came in and we had a royal gimmick, they're like, it would just be great to put you guys together. And and it worked. I mean, he had a dog collar match against um, Frankie Picard, and we came in and we interfered and we helped him win the match, and it just got super over. And I still look back on the footage now when like his his facial expressions alone kill me because he is like if he didn't expect us to do it, and he was just so beat up and he was selling everything and might have not been selling because it's Frankie. <laughs> but uh you know I, I love frankie but you know frankie frankie's a hitter man he, he'll hit you um but yeah i was like wow this this meshes in so well it's so perfect you know it, it's crazy because i still have his things until this day but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is cool too because like it's, it's, it's those kind of guys that you get in the ring with or you get around them and you start listening how they do it and you start picking things out that that makes sense to you to help like build like you up. Right. Like as a, as far as like how you're going to call a match, how you're looking at things like, you know, w- watching someone like him or watching someone like sicken or watching someone like, um, like even watch like Moses from Shane Taylor promotions, the way they call their matches and the way they see the ring and the crowd. And they just know like, Hey, we'll, we'll do this here, here. Um, and then we'll try to hit something here because maybe the crowd will start going up. And if not, we'll go this route. Like, it's so mm-hmm. cool to watch, like, just, like, the field of you go from, like, here to here, and you're just, like, wow, you're just, like, riding along with them. So it's it's one of those things where I've, like, sat down, and I've just taken notes and just listened, and uh, I actually got told one time, I was, like, uh, by another wrestler, like, put your notebook away. You got this. And I was, like, I do got this. And, like, I put my notebook away. <laughs> I was just... Yeah, I <laughs> see was... people with notebooks, and I'm, like, yo, is there something I'm not doing right? Is this why I'm not getting booked or something? Do I need a notebook from now on? Like, you know, even when we're in wrestling school, I see guys, see girls taking notes, like, on a notebook, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm here trying to retain this knowledge, and these people are just writing it on notebooks, and I guess they're going to go read it later, and I'm like, well, that makes sense. Well, it's wrestling school, and in school, you have a notebook. I'm like, wow, I feel so stupid. I'm here trying to retain it all, like, by memory, and these people are just making it easier for themselves. I'm like, no wonder I don't get booked. <laughs> I forget who, I forget who suggested it. To, they didn't really suggest it. They kind of said it, like they said they said it in one of our episodes for now. Enter the ring, and it stuck with me. They're like, uh, like always keep a notebook, right? But then always keep a sponge in your bag, right? And like the reason for having <laughs> a sponge in your bag was to remind you that you're a student and that you're there to soak up knowledge and i was like that is amazing so like in my note in my my bag right is a notebook if it's not my main notebook it's at least another notebook and then a sponge and i legitimately just so it reminds me i'm like hey man ask questions get your answers enjoy the ride because like when you get the opportunity to sit in the back or like one cw with like jtg you're not going to sit back and be like uh have nothing for him right now no you you're gonna ask questions so ask the questions he's gonna give you those answers and i was like 
I was taking full advantage of like picking his mind. <laughs> yeah, as you as you said, man, as you said, I've been fortunate enough to be around people who actually uh, pick pick their brain. You know what? What do you know? And I, I give the answer. I give her. I don't know. I don't know anything. Like, please teach, me. please. Like, give me knowledge. You know. So it, it's it's crazy how the world of wrestling works. Absolutely, you gotta love it. Right. Well, it's one thing that so it's funny because like I was uh, doing a Rich Swan seminar and uh, Gilbert was there. Right. And the one thing I love is Gilbert said this. And hey, listen, if a WWE legend is saying this, I'm just going to run with it. Uh, but he was like, we all got in this business because we're marks. He's like, so it's OK to be a mark. He's like, now understand, like when you're in the back and stuff like that, don't mark out for the talent. But it's okay to be like, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's like, and just, you know, admire from a distance, right? Take notes and stuff like that. Learn as they're as they're doing a thing. But you're a mark. He's like, everybody throws a super kick in this business. Why? Because they love Shawn Michael. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, I don't throw a super kick, but I yeah, I do appreciate Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I, I he's great, one of the greatest performers ever. I'm one of the best um, period. Hands down, can't even debate that. But you know, I my, my uh, a question I really wanted to ask you too is that like, uh, like what do you what would be your expectations? Like, if someone came to you right and they they told you they've only been in for like a couple of years, like what's your expectations of that person? Like, what would you what are you looking for? Um, I it's crazy because I've met so many different kinds of people. I've met guys that are a year or two, and they seem like they've been in the business for over a decade because not only of how talented they are, but also how they present themselves. Um, so but I, if a guy was asking for my feedback, what would I expect? Um, it's more about coach, like how coachable are you, right? And are you going to actually take what I'm telling you and retain it? Or are you just going to be like, all right, thank you for the feedback and then just brush it off later on? Like if I fuck you. Um, and, and that's just what I look for as a person. But most guys in the business, when they're a year, two, three in, they don't understand real psychology of a match, how we make this make sense. You know, like, I can hit this dive, I can hit this one, I can hit this one, but why are we hitting? And a lot of the times I ask people that, like, so what do you do? I do this, this, and this. Why do you do that? Do you do that every match? Well, most of the time. Why do you do all that? No. Oh, I want to put on a great show for the crowd. That's awesome. And I can do that too. But I don't need to hit any of that. You know, you can hit maybe one of those. And and if you hit it at the right time, it's going to get a pop. As long as you hit it. If you have a big move and you tease it and you go for it and maybe miss it the first time and later on in the match, we hit it, right? Now it got a pop because I did everything to stop you the first time. And now we can go into near fall because there must be a reason why I was trying not to let you hit the move before. You know, so when when I tell people that, some people are like very, very receptive to it. They're like, I never thought about it that way. And I'm like, well, I didn't either before I learned it from someone who was talking to me about it. So, you know, just retain it. Take what I'm telling you and retain it. And you're going to learn something else from someone else and retain that as well. And just use all of that to your advantage. Everything that everyone tells you, pick the things that you know you're going to apply 
at that very point in time, at that very next match, and just use it, and it's gonna make you different. So no, that and that's that's like that's great because like one thing that I like to look at too, and that's one thing that I I, I sit back and try to try to figure out is definitely the psychology side of things. Like, why are you doing this, or why are you hitting this, or what what makes you think that this is the right place to do something like that? Like, I have to ask those questions because. What I started to find out, right, as I, I was getting into the business was that you can ask all the what questions that you want. Like, what would you do with this? What would you do with that? What would you do here? What is your character? What do, what do they like to do? But it's when you start asking the why and how questions that you start to dig in deeper, right? Uh, shout out to Chris Van Fleet. I saw your podcast on this episode, so it made me really start thinking about it. But it's like the the why does your character want to do this? Or why do you think that we should do this? Or you know, how does this affect everything else? And you start asking these questions, you start looking at how like the structure of the match is going. And I was like, damn, dude, like there's so much more that you could find out by asking those questions and digging deeper than just being like, oh, uh, I like to hit a suicide dive on the outside of the ring. Cool. So does like seven other people in this in this building. Like it's not necessary. Not everybody has to hit a suicide dive like to get over. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, I used to hit, um, when I first broke in, I used to hit a humongous comeback because I was trying to be body and stuff. And it would end with a coast to coast. And people would just look at me and be like, great move, but you're using it, one, you're using it all the time, right? And two, that's a major move. You're using it as a comeback? Are you serious? Not that it's not different and it's and, and it's good to be different, but understand that why this is not the greatest idea. Okay. And and then that's when I first broke in. Now I'm like, now I, I of course now I understand why. Um and I try to change things up as well. Um uh I do this uh front flip dive, like a toe face dive outside of the ring. And Casey just holds down the rope, you know, make sure I can get completely over it. You know, five six, so I'm not that tall. <laughs> uh, I wanna make sure I can get over, but um I only do it in two situations. One, if I'm wrestling and the crowd's already hot and I want to keep them going as a baby face. Um, So I'll do it around the shine area or I'll do it towards the comeback. Like I'll literally do the whole house of fire and then I'll hit the die because it got over. Now it's the right time. Now it's like I'm breaking all, I'm doing everything I can to come back and win this match for our team. So now is when I'm breaking this out. I'm pulling all the stops. As far as earlier, all you've seen me is punch and kick and maybe throw a suplex or something. Now I'm hitting this dive. So now it means me. Um, like, uh, I also have this, uh, like, a handspring back elbow. And a lot of people do it during their shine spot, especially, like, Tajiri, who's a legend. Tajiri used to do it anywhere from, like, the beginning or towards the middle, depending on what match he was having against too. I actually use it as a hope spot, and I use it where I fight out, and then I'll hit a rope, I'll handspring, and I'll let the guy catch me and cut me off with something instead of me actually hitting it, you know? And I already got to display that I can do this move, and if it would have connected, it would have probably changed the entire dynamic of the match. But because I didn't hit it, it makes the guy look smarter. And now we still have to keep going. How much gas in the tank do I have left? 
So when people see that, they ask me and I tell them why. And they're like, man, that's pretty smart. Most people wouldn't think about it. So, I like that. I like that a lot. It's because like for me, like uh, one of my comeback moves, one of my moves, like, hey, at least as far as when I start to come back, I usually try to finish off with like a spine buster. So like during a match, like I like to try to like act like I want to pick somebody up and have them like defend because they obviously know like they're getting something bad is going to happen if they get taken off their feet. And it's right, one of those things I think about too. Like I, I love that spot. And then when I go to pick people up, instead of like, uh, it's like a combination between uh, Farouk as well as uh, Arn Anderson, right? Because like I, help, I pick a person up, I hold them in the air, I say something stupid, right? It just, it's just what it is. And then I just slam them into the ground. And then like, I, you know, and I grab, like I put one hand on their chest and I grab their leg and I pull it up. Like I'm trying to like, you know, wrench them over and go for a pin. But it's like, when you, when you go to hit something like that, right. It's to let the, it's, you know, like you said, it's a devastating move. Like you've got to make it, it's got to mean something. You can't just hit like four times in a match and try to make it seem like, Oh, this time it'll work. Like, no dude, like it's, yeah, it didn't work the first two times. Why are we doing it again? If yeah, I wrestle exactly. you, I'd automatically tell you if I'm healing your baby and we're working, um, I'm probably going to just tell you, listen, go for that spine buster. And while you have me in the air, I'm going to clutch it and DDT you. And when you make your comeback, hit that spine buster. Yeah. But now we just teased it. And now that you actually did it, it means a lot more. And when I kick out last second, it's like, oh, my God, it was on the floor. You know, and you get that entire reaction. And, um. When I think of matches, I, I think Jim Ross is the greatest commentator of all time. So I think about what would Jim Ross say if I did this at this specific time? Or if I got this done to me at this specific time? And if I feel like he would say something that would elevate the match, then I feel like I just did a move that elevated the match. Or I just took one that elevated the match. So that's just how my brain works when it comes to wrestling. I, I think differently other people and, and other people think differently from me in a lot better ways too because they have more experience or they just they have a natural knack for it so you know it, it's just we're all different but that's just how my brain works when it comes to that no i like it i like it a lot and it's, it's cool because like like you said like there's so there's so many different ways to have like on a philosoph philosophical way of thinking for like wrestling but it's it's very cool to like get to pick somebody else's brain and talk to them about how they see like a wrestling match go because you're you're always gonna pick something up from somebody different and, and you're gonna see how they're trying to like construct their match and it's it's very cool to be able to sit back and hear like oh I want to hit this like this three kick combo that I do here at this spot at this time and then you know you can reverse it at the end and, and do this right so it. It's funny because I make up, like, I come up with, like, random ass spots, like, at certain times. Like, I love hitting the DDT, right, the Miz DDT at the beginning of a match. And the reason why is because it's a comedy spot. Like, it's two shots to the shoulder, one to the knee, I drop them down. I just tell the crowd I have a grenade, even though I don't really, you know, and I just throw it in the air and, bam, hit a DDT. And uh, and the crowd pops for it every single time. They're just like, oh, shit, we love that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> me too. They go for a pin, they kick out, I get upset, I pick up the guy, like I throw him into the rope, I go for a uh, uh, clothesline, they duck underneath it, I sweep the leg out, they hit the face, they hit their face, they go to sell, and then I just jump down right next to them, and I just do this thing where I just like stare at them. <laughs> See, and then stuff like that gets over, um, you know, with, with a comedic style of wrestling. Um, 
I'm more of I'm always on the receiving end of the comedic style of wrestling. Uh, we I wrestled the uh, stepdad that Jen for wrestling for the Gemini tag team title qualifier match, and they came up with this spot, and I almost broke character in the middle of the ring as it was being done, because it was uh, I hit the rope twice. I was gonna go for the shoulder block, and he tells me to look up, and he slaps me, and then I would tell him, "All right, so this is about strength. So you hit the ropes two times." And see if you can knock me down. And then he'll hit the ropes twice. I'll stop him. I'll tell him, look up. And as I'm looking up, he slaps me again. Like, bro, you just try to take my stick. <laughs> and it, it was so over. And I was like, wow, I almost broke character while we were in the ring. And, and that rarely happens to me. But it was so much fun wrestling them. That was the second time we had gotten in the ring together. But it was just so much fun wrestling them. Because they are funny when they have to be at the beginning. And they know when to get serious. And then when they're making that big fiery comeback, there is no more laughing. There's no more jokes. We're we're going in, and it's like wow, like to watch their faces change as the match is proceeding, and I'm in there and I'm helping make this happen. Like, holy crap, we just told a hell of a story, you know. And it's that's the most fun part to me when I watch it back. And like, wow, we just told the story. It got over. It doesn't matter who won. Everybody won in this situation. So, yes, I know like a lot of people have been telling me to like just to kind of figure out spots because like I think and that's where I kind of want to be like I, I love watching the stepdads uh, <laughs> Papa Bear and Rad Dad are like my two favorite dudes to sit I back in a ring and just pick their brains. They're so funny. They're so yeah. funny, man. I want to I want to at one time I, I, I'm going to whenever I get the chance to be in a ring with those guys, whether they're face or heel, I don't really care. Uh, I'm touching that thermostat. I'm gonna get oh, we we uh, we the two times that we went over on them, it was because of the thermostat. It was uh, Papa Bear picked up uh, Casey, like an Oklahoma style, and my manager distracts the referee. I grabbed the thermostat and I literally broke it on his head. And that is a legit, <laughs> that is a legit hard plastic thermostat. It really does hurt. And he was like, break the thing. I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, break the thing. I'm like, all right, and then break it, and it just, wow, the noise that it makes and everything was all over the place. The entire service that was all over the place, you know, and after they get pinned, they go back to the comedic stuff, and, you know, I was like, I'm just trying to make sure Papa Bear is all right. He's all right, people, and it still got over, so, (laughs) but their IQ, I I love their in-ring IQ. They knew that it was going to pop at that moment in time. They knew what was going to happen. We wanted to change it up the second time because we had done the same spot in the first place. And Papa Bear was like, uh, why? And I'm like, well, I just want to do something different. He's like, for what? We haven't done it here. Let's do it here. If we have a rematch, then we'll do something different. God damn it, he's right. Yeah. You know I mean? And he's right. <laughs> and, and, and this was a few months ago. This wasn't even that long ago. It was about two months ago. So, you I, know, love, I love that. Man. <laughs> Right, it was just so over. The only thing different that we did was that I didn't start the match this time, and I got to do the comedy spot with uh, Kruger. But other than that, the match was exactly the same. Mm, I like that, though. So we're going to transition this over to our game, right, because we always have one, right, whether it's the 10-count questions or even if we're just doing match of the week on, uh, the dip- on you know, Chaz and Friends, because that's the name of our new – it's not the debate <laughs> show anymore – that's something I we haven't talked about. 
Uh, yeah, so we don't call it the debate show anymore. It's called Chaz and Friends. Uh, but so now we're entering, but for now we're entering 201, we have pin, submit, and DQ. Here's how it works. We're going to go through three rounds. I'm going to pick out three, whether they're wrestlers, comic book characters, I don't, musical artists, uh, and you're going to pin one, submit one, or DQ one. So you ready? Got it. I guess I'm going over. All right. <laughs> so I'm going over. Um, All right. Somebody puts me over. <laughs> so we're going to put on some familiar foes and you're going to know them and they're going to know this because I'm going to clip this part out and send it to them. Uh, Prince Machiavelli, the Don Chaz Evans, and the shooter, Noah Idol. Ooh. Huh. I'm going to have to submit Chaz. Pin Noah and DQ Machiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, He's the biggest guy in the team. I ain't trying to catch those hands. Let's, let's go with the chair <laughs> shot. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, so the next one that we're going to hop into, we're going to go with uh, Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops. Uh, you're going to get Captain America, and you're going to get everybody's king, T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther. Mm. All right. I'm pinning Black Panther, right? Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm 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 gonna have to submit Scott Summers, man, because Captain America don't tap, brother. So I'm gonna have to do that guy. <laughs> Hit him I'm with his own shield. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and he's he's a vet in both types of ways, man. So you know what? If we were in a match <laughs> together, he's probably calling spots from like 1910. Like I'm good, man. He's, he's probably a big shooter. Nope, I, I'm good, man. <laughs> all right and then last but not least uh some people that seem very familiar and very fun to have around but let's take uh bad bunny daddy Yankee, and uh nori mm. Mm. all right uh i'm gonna submit daddy yankee i'm gonna dq nori i don't want that smoke and uh no, Bad Bunny, brother, we got to do a pinfall match. That, that's, he's, he's a worker. Man. He's already made it to the top company in the world. So I, I, we got to put on a banger, bro. We got to end it right now. I like that. I like that. Well, that is it for Pin, Submit, DQ. Uh, Daniel, man, let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Um, You guys can find me all over the place because that's exactly what we're trying to do this year. But uh, we've got some really cool stuff coming up in a couple of months. I can't really give those secrets away, but stay tuned. Uh, you can catch us at Gen Pro Wrestling January 21st in New Jersey. You can also catch us at Kaiju Pro Wrestling January 22nd. Two exciting nights of wrestling action. Two nights of championship matches. Uh, and Kaiju Pro Wrestling will be in Connecticut. I'm not sure if we're going back to Ansonia or if we're going to Har uh, Hartford. But I definitely will let you guys all know. Please stay tuned. My Facebook is always active. My Instagram is always active. And my Twitter is not so active. But, um, <laughs> you know, guys, stay tuned. That is uh, our upcoming schedule for January. And in February, we've got some cool action coming your way with uh, a lot of new companies coming up this year. We can't really disclose any information. But, uh, guys, y'all stay tuned. 
Hey, well, there you go. He gave you all of his info. He told you where you guys can find him. So the last thing that we got to do is every part, every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Way Into the Ring 201, and I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And by now, after our 20th episode, you know, you would just say it with me. I am your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering? You see him right there. It is the CEO of the throne. You know, piggies up. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Riley. You guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you're really just following us on all of our social media platforms, which are right here below us. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on all of our social media platforms. You're even subscribed to our Spotify, you're giving us those five-star fraud slash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're buying our merch, which I shouldn't buy now. It should be on foryourwear.com forward slash the three-count podcast. Hopefully, that's what it is. If not, it'll probably be just three-count pod. I'm not quite sure yet because we haven't done it yet. Uh, or you can go on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three-count podcast and buy our merch there. Also, you're telling your friends about it. You're leaving comments. You're telling everybody how great this is or how bad it is. And how we can improve. We can try something new if you guys want to. But you're doing a lot of stuff or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. Thank you for having me, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. It's just like ending the recording right now. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.